today I'm going to talk about anxiety. Now, anxiety is the number one mental health issue since 2020. I'm going to walk you through what anxiety actually is and how it affects us in everyday life. Some people more than others. And where the hell did it come from? You're listening to Positive Mindset Project, and I'm your host, Mark Probitz. Now, listen to the end, and I'll give you my top tips for managing stress and anxiety so your life can be limitless. And you can go on to live the life you truly deserve, the life you know you were born for. First, let's define what is anxiety. Now, if you look it up, Anxiety is a fear of the future, a fear of things we have no control of, a fear of not having control of our life or the situation we are currently in. And some people report a feeling of isolation or disassociation from society. Now, anxiety isn't a disease or a disorder. In fact, it's a necessary emotion that we're all born with. It's there to protect us. Now, unfortunately, when this part of our brain evolved, life for humans was very much different than what it is right now. You see, we were in imminent danger all the time, such as wild animals and other tribes that may have caused us harm. Now, those threats are not longer there. They're not there anymore. Though your brain hasn't evolved much since those times and your brain is still trying to protect you. When we are anxious, our brain reacts instinctively and not logically. I'll say it again. When we're anxious, our brain reacts instinctively and not logically. Now, this can cause confusion. It's completely normal, though. Unfortunately, for some people, it can be like having an oversensitive smoke alarm that goes off every time you burn the toast or maybe you have a really bad cook in the house and every time they cook, your smoke alarm goes off. Now, if you don't understand that it's only a false alarm, every time this happens, you would evacuate the house or call the fire brigade. Now, where does anxiety come from? Here are my five top triggers. Number one, genetic factors can play a part in anxiety. Anxiety can run in families from a range of different reasons. I do believe it can be from intergenerational trauma and it can also be a learned habit or behaviour from parents or grandparents passed on to their children. This is how they learn to become anxious in the first place. Now, some people are like a Ferrari and they're very sensitive and responsive. And others, well, they're just like an old school bus and they take their time to get to their destination. Now, trigger number two, there can be also chemical triggers alcohol, marijuana, and other medications, even certain types of food stimulants. Number three, 
a big one, and this is stress. This can be financial or work-related or abusive or controlling partners, even disruptive neighbours keeping you awake every night with parties. One other big one, number four, negative self-talk. This is so destructive. I always say to my clients, we really don't need any enemies. We are often so self-critical. How many times have you told yourself how stupid you were when you'd made a mistake? We are so demanding of ourselves, expecting excellence in everything we do. I really think this is a product of our environment, always having to do better, make more money, constantly competing with other people. Just think about that. Then there's number five. We're triggered from what has happened in the past. This is usually rooted back in our childhood. We may have had a sleepover and wet the bed and then been ridiculed. This has definitely happened to me. And man, that was a lot of pressure just making it through the night so that I didn't get in trouble the following morning. Any kind of feelings of being inferior, not being picked for a sporting team and being embarrassed in front of your friends. It all takes its toll. Now, it's how that we problem solve in those situations that will ultimately give us the tools to deal with those similar anxious situations. And we've all been there. A little about when I first experienced anxiety in its extreme, I would have to say that happened when I started to see all those negative images on TV and the internet, when we were seeing people dying and falling over. The government was publicising all the deaths every day. We were seeing daily death counts for cities, daily death counts for countries and daily death counts for the world. Now, we can all remember that. Now, what do you think that did to people? We would be told that the wave was going to get worse and that we should isolate ourselves from society, close down businesses, even inform on our neighbours if we've seen unfamiliar cars in their driveways. Now, this destroyed friendships and destroyed communities. Churches were even being shut down and fined and threatened with prison in some extreme cases. We had to show proof of vaccination, to go into certain workplaces and shops, and were even fired if we didn't comply. I personally lost many friends for questioning the narrative, questioning the madness, and to this day, I have family members who still don't talk to me. Way to go, government. It's starting to sound like 1937. And I'm sure one day people will be saying, why didn't we learn from the previous mistakes of countries run by dictators? Now, that's a very difficult question to answer without getting myself into trouble. So I think I'll let you do your own research on that one. I know one thing for sure. I know who I would have been back in 1937, and I'm quite proud of that fact. Now, my intention here is not to tell a story and not to blame people or anything like that. Unfortunately, the pandemic has created anxiety. Levels that have not been seen since 
1930s. And many people become isolated, never recovered from it. You see, we've been through a few different stages. Stage one was like, oh shit, it's going to be really bad, everyone's going to die. Then came stage two. And that was all right, listen to the authorities, put on your mask, get vaccinated, protect everyone. And some people are still in that fear stage and will probably never stop wearing masks in public. Then there was the recovery stage, and that was what to do now so that we can be safe and we can have our freedom back. And I've got to admit, it's been one hell of a ride. Now, moving forward, what are the symptoms for anxiety? The main symptoms that I notice are shortness of breath, shallow breathing, heart racing, high blood pressure, sweaty palms, and in extreme cases, even headaches. Now, these are all normal responses to being in an uncomfortable situation. I remember recently being talked into going onto a crazy roller coaster by my daughter. Now, I want you to imagine this roller coaster. It did all sorts of loops and crazy corkscrews upside down. I had no idea what I was in for. I hadn't been on a roller coaster for like 30 years. Now, I remember as the roller coaster was slowly going up to the top, clicking away and shunting as it went up. And I started thinking, shit, I forgot. I'm actually afraid of heights. I don't think I want to do this anymore. But in that situation, as I looked down petrified, I had no choice. I just had to go with it and trust everything would be okay. And thank God it was. Though, as I exposed myself to that uncomfortable feeling, I developed what I would probably say an enjoyment. And I even went on it again for a second time. Sometimes when we become comfortable with being uncomfortable, we can overcome those anxious moments. My number one tip I always use is to just quiet myself and ask the question, am I safe right here, right now? If the answer is yes, then I proceed. If not, then I get the hell out of there. Always trust your instincts. Now, my next tip is breathing. Breathing long and deep belly breaths in through your nose and out through your nose. This will take you from the fight, flight or freeze mode and move you from the sympathetic nervous system to the parasympathetic nervous system into a calming state where resource and logical thinking can take place. Now, I love Wim Hof. He's a great source to learn this technique. You can find him on YouTube and he also has an app. Now, another favourite tip of mine is resource anchoring. This is where we activate a memory of a time when we felt totally safe, totally happy, totally loved. I love this technique. You can do this anywhere and no one will even notice. This is what I teach a lot of my clients. Now, another great resource is tapping. 
tapping the meridian points or acupuncture points, going from the top of your eyebrow all the way down to the bottom of your cheekbone. And I usually do this in sets of five times 20. You can do this at work, just sitting in front of your computer. No one will even realize. And I, the final thing is journaling. I promise, do this for 30 days and you'll see a massive difference. Write down how yesterday was. Then how you feel right now. And how do you think the rest of the day will go? What are you looking forward to? I like to leave this for last every morning. I get up early around sunrise. I do some exercises or meditate. Now, there are some great free resources on YouTube and Netflix. On Netflix, you can check out Headspace, the guide to meditation. I find guided meditation is the best for beginners. It's also great for listening to before you go to sleep. And there's a great app called Calm. I do take client bookings one-on-one. -on -one and groups. You can find that at markprobits.com. You can also download my anxiety relief course from my website. Here, I actually guide you through step-by-step step every one of my five resources, and I've thrown in two extra bonus resources. It's currently being hosted by Tony Robbins on mastermind.com. That's an app that they created. What an honor to be accepted. Now, you have a 30-day money-back guarantee on that, so really, it's pretty much no risk, no brainer. And you'll have that for a lifetime access to this course, and you'll receive any updates free of charge for life, of course. Yep, all life. If you like this episode, please give me a five-star rating on my show and share this episode with your friends. That's how I get known. The only way that can happen is by you sharing and telling people. Now, you've been listening to Mark Probitz on Positive Mindset Project. And if no one told you today, I love you and I appreciate you.